This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. TL Talk Radio, Season 5, Episode 6. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 6 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funy-Hatton and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Funy-Hatton. Good evening and good morning. (laughs) We're in two different time zones today. So good evening to our guest, um, Matt Harris, who is actually joining us at 1145 local time in Singapore. And it is 1145 a.m. here in Allentown. So we're speaking with Matt Harris about a large project. He's working on the Blueprint for Technology and Education. And the Blueprint is a project to outline all the touch points of technology in schools to allow leaders and ed tech companies to fully understand the breadth of educational technology. Matt's an educational technology consultant at International Ed Tech, committed to helping schools use technology successfully. He frequently presents at conferences on educational leadership, learning technology, IT, and data systems. He's also a published author, focusing on educational technology, international education, and leadership. So welcome to the podcast, Matt. Thank you very much. I realize as we're talking, it's going to be tomorrow. So this is really being recorded from the future, which will be really oh. interesting. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. That's well, fascinating. We're going to wrap up in tomorrow since it's 11.45 p.m. where you are. Right. All right. So it's two days into the future. That's right. <laughs> So we're looking uh, forward to talking about this blueprint, especially having heard a lot of it at last, uh, at this year's 2018 FETC, where there was lots of buzz going on around the blueprint. So we look forward to digging into that uh, with you today. So to start off our conversation, uh, what's the story about how you got inspired to work on the blueprint project and why a blueprint? Absolutely. You know, I, I um, so a little bit more about my background. I've had the pleasure of getting to work with schools and technology companies and ministries of education and the Department of Ed all over the world. And what you notice is that technology is something, as, as you know, is very pervasive in schools and education everywhere, but it's very, very rarely done to a level of efficiency and success, and mostly because we don't really understand what it does within a school. Now, we're blessed with a number of, of great resources to help us out. You know, the standards and COSIN has these wonderful pieces and uh, UNESCO, and there, there's a whole list of them that are are really quite helpful. But as you deal with um, work from an operational side or a site leadership side or working with a company, you kind of find that those materials that are available um, don't don't get to the how. They don't even get to the what. It, they really are something that we're trying to aim for. So with the ISTE standards in particular, which I absolutely adore, th- those are, those are endpoints. Mm-hmm. Those don't tell teachers how to get to that spot. 
And so if you backwards, if you backwards look there, you kind of take the logical road a little bit further back, you realize that a lot of schools don't understand all of the pieces of technology within their institutions and how those influence what teachers do that then influence what students learn. And so having had the, the pleasure of working in a number of schools where I've, got, I've had the opportunity to, to work with all of those touch points, I realized that we needed a resource. We needed a, a blueprint, as it were, a roadmap to help schools from, from a very high level understand what are all the things that are touched upon with technology, the, the admission of students in, the, the bus system, the finances, the academic systems, what are all those touch points so that as a leader, I can understand the entire ecology of a school or as a teacher, I can see why the workflows and choices are being made that affect me and my students. And then maybe even as a company, I can work my way in to better hone my product to meet the needs of teachers and students so that mm. I have a better, more fruitful relationship with them going forward. And I'm not just trying to sell my wares. So you have um, identified a lot of resources and you're trying to sort of create this comprehensive document that connects everything, connects the pieces, connects the, the standards, connects the um, uses, connects the possible resources and helps everybody understand the sort of bigger picture, the roadmap, the blueprint. Yeah, and you know, you've, you've hit a great word there, that, that word understand. So kind of the way that I, I talk about it with people is that we're, we're really developing a language a language of, of connection where everybody understands the basics of technology within a school or a district using the same terminology and the same understanding. So as you reach towards that excellence and impact within the teaching and learning or the operational efficiencies or this data-driven decision-making we're all talking about, we're all coming from the same basis of understanding of the terminology that we're using. So it really is that understanding and that commonality across the board that we're trying to build so that schools can use that to drive their own their own programs going forward. So let's talk about um, sort of the six strands of the blueprint and why they're important for school and district leaders. So help us understand those strands. Right. So the idea is when we when we get to a level of making this available to everybody, it will kind of be the 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 1,000 foot level. So you'll be able to see the trees, but you're really looking at four. So what we've done is we've backed up another 9,000 feet, um, or in, in the parlance of my local area, the 3,000 meters. And what we're looking at is um, six main areas that kind of outline the impact of technology in schools. And it really comes down to these, these six main areas. And if you think about it, we can cover most of the impact and the uses of technology with these six areas. So the six areas are um, in, in informational technology, so IT the devices, the systems, the networks, those sorts of things. Instructional technology or educational technology, academics, you know, the uses of technology for learning, which is the core mission of the school. Um, data systems, uses of data, be it the, the data systems that we actually use or the, how we organize our data or how we drive that decision-making. So kind of the connection between the academic and the, and the informational. Uh, a view into leadership and what are the competencies and uses and drivers of technology from a, a large-scale level. A look at the community, which is number five. So who are the people that are impacted in, with technology and the workflows that they, they kind of interact with? And then this, learn, this look externally. So external relations. How do I connect with outside people or outside products or vendors or, or materials? And within that, you get a, a view of all of the, the touch points and connections of technology within any one institution or a collection of institutions. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, those those six touch points, how did you arrive at those? Well, I had a hat, and I just reached my hand into the hat. <laughs> I out the words. Purely random. Yeah, totally We're random. thinking that's no. not the case. <laughs> well, I don't have the hat with me right now, so I can't prove that to you. Um, 
No, it's, it's a wonderful combination of looking at existing resources, my experience working with schools, and then being really pleasure, really honored to work with a, a lot of experts in the field and kind of talking with them. And what we said was, you know, there are a lot of materials of understanding around the two main pieces of, of technology in a school, the, the instructional and the informational. Those are clear. So that, that, those have to be there because we have to lay that out. But, but what we find challenging in kind of the, the um, leadership space is these other elements of, of the uses and understanding the technology hits a number of, of touch points within the school. So there's, there's nothing within a school that, that hits as much as technology does. And it does that through this use of data. And data really is the connector uh, of what we're trying to do, the performance data for the students or planning data for going forward or you know, operational data. So this notion of looking at data was critical for us. And then if you, if you talk about the, the elements of success that I find in a number of schools, you, in order to be successful with your tech program, you have to have the resources, you have to have some element of help from the teachers, they have to have an engagement, and then you have to have a clear and supportive leadership. Without those three elements, you're, you're really not gonna go very far with tech. So the leadership element had to be there. Um, and then as we were looking a little bit forward, we, we really were thinking about the internal and the external relations of, of technology. The internal pieces in that there are so many specific stakeholders that have different needs and uses of the technology that we need to make sure to map out what those needs and uses are for people internally. So the way a teacher might use the technology is gonna be far different than say an administrator or a parent or a student. So covering that entire community and then talking about them as kind of one large ecosystem was critical as well. But technology is so influenced by the outside. So the, the vendors that we, that we work with or the resources or the Twitter space or the podcasts or all of these items, where are those resources and how do I appropriately interact with them to influence the continual growth of what's going on within my school? So that's kind of the, the genesis of those, those six specific areas. Mm-hmm. I'm curious about the, the sixth one, the external relations, particularly from the vendor perspective. So once the blueprint is complete, how, how can the relations between the institution and the vendor be improved by what is in that sixth uh, area? Yeah, absolutely. And this is a really interesting one because we talk about external relations and, and we zero in on the vendor piece, but there's obviously a million of our other external resources that, that we work with. <clears throat> but what we find with the vendor, the vendor um, education relationship is that it's, there's a bit of a dichotomy there, right? There's a bit of a bifurcation of understanding of how technology is used in schools. School people, educators have a, have a very clear view of what their mission is and their budgets and, and how they're going to, to use materials. And, and the tech people, maybe coming from a corporate space, might not have the same approaches. So what this is hoping to do is kind of bridge that gap. And, and I, I do a, a lot of work with schools, kind of helping them get the most out of the technology that they're using by having a better relationship with, um, with the vendors. And then I work with a lot of vendors about tailoring their and their message to meet the needs of schools. Well, there's a, there's a commonality there. There's almost a bridge of communication to be had. And, and hopefully with the blueprint, we can talk about what those critical elements are of the school so the vendors can come in and say, you know what? I fit here within your school. This mm-hmm. is the area of the blueprint where I, I, I rest. So you know exactly what my product's going to do. Let me tell you why I do it better or however I do it. And now that we have those elements out of the way, and I understand a little bit more about how my system fits in within the ecology of your school, 
then you have the opportunity to have a longer, a longer and more fruitful relationship with vendors and not having to go back to them so frequently as the, as things change, there's almost a connection and a, and a shared growth going forward. That's the idea. Yeah. So it sounds like sometimes the institution and the vendor are on a different plane and this will help them to get on the same plane and get more synergy and ultimately in the end make a bigger difference in the, in the institution and in the, in the vendor's world as well. Become a more, become a more mutualistic relationship. Productive. (laughs) So, yeah. So Matt, where are you with the blueprint at this point in time? Yeah, that's a good question. We're, um, it's in the stage of development in, in a few ways. Um, we want to make sure that it's something that is of value to as many schools globally as possible. We, we don't want this to just be an American approach or an international one. We want to make sure it's, it's available to everybody. We want to make sure it's something that that has value, as I said, to schools primarily, but then also to ed tech vendors. And so in order to make that that intellectual property of value to the most to the broadest group of people, we're, we're seeking input on creating an organization to to host and run the kind of own the, the blueprint and keep it moving mm. forward. So it's not kind of a community effort. So what we've done so far is we've created a board, an advisory board right now. Um, and the advisory board um, is in discussion with me kind of as the CEO of this, this um, fledgling organization to make sure that we structure it in such a way that, that the, the intellectual property is available to those who need it at the right levels. And then it can be licensed so that there's enough kind of money coming in to ensure that uh, there is continual growth and availability for a, a broader set. Once we have that organization in place, which should happen the next month or two, we're going to get into the, the real details and have a few experts come in and get into the, the, the really the bottom levels to ensure that we have all of these things mapped out within the ecology of of the blueprint. And we're hoping by FETC 2019 that we have a little bit more meat on the bone and we can talk a little bit more in depth about specifics related to any one of these six areas that we were talking about. And then just kind of slowly release it from there and make it available to schools and to vendors and then and then go from that point. So tell us any more information about uh, FETC 2019. You had some panels in 2018 and now it sounds like you've got plans and I noticed on the website too, it looks like there's a blueprint summit. Any more that you can share with us about what, what you're planning there? Yeah, we, we really kicked off the blueprint last year at FETC and, and the folks at LRP and FETC have just been amazing. I really can't thank them enough. And, and Mind Rocket Media as well, kind of bringing this all together, pushing things forward. And, and as you noted at the at the top of this, that um, that kickoff went off, went incredibly well. The, the amount of attention we've received for this project has been just amazing. And what we're doing is we're now honing that message and kind of taking it along the same path. Um, as the, the blueprint organization is going. So we're doing another full day. It's a pre-conference day. So anybody going to FETC, please come along. Um, and last year, what we did is we brought in about 20 different educators from around the world. So we, we had somebody from China, we, a couple of people from China make it all the way and, and talk about education in that mm-hmm. space. We're bringing um, some similar names, but we're, we're changing the approach a little bit more. So as the, the blueprint was a little more theoretical, in a theoretical stage in 2018, and now it's going to be a little bit more practical come 2019, where we're going to have a nice mix. So we're having a morning session that's um, that's real practical. So we're going to go and do some presentations around um, some specific elements around data usage and IT in schools and, and have some, some experts speak. 
then we're going to delve deep into three, two or three panels where, again, we're going to bring some experts in and have some really interesting discussions about what, is, what does the blueprint look like in real life at these various parts of the world or various organizations. And then we're going to do a hands-on practical exercise at the end of the day where a few of these experts that people have been listening to earlier will help people create their own roadmaps, their own strategy for their school based mm -hmm. on these six ideas. So it should be a fascinating day. We're going to delve deep into some great topics and then people will have a real takeaway they can take to their schools the next week. Well, it sounds like the conceptual framework of the blueprint definitely speaks to people and some of those pain points that they might have in their day-to-day -day work in schools. So hopefully uh, 2019, the summit will only elevate that and, and increase the exposure to the people that need to hear the message. That's the plan. And again, the, the idea of the blueprint is that this is a common language for everybody. So whether you're a, a new school that's kind of jumping into technology, you don't really know what you're doing, or you're an expert and you're trying to figure out what's that next step or how do you help others around you, really, just just like the blueprint, this, these sessions should be the same for you because it should be interactive. There should be ability to learn and share and, and grow collaboratively. So that's what we're really looking forward to. So before we invite you to share what's next for you, Matt, let's hear some of your ideas about our quick lightning response questions. So starting off first, who is one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about EdTech and EdTech leadership? And let's focus it on um, one of your strands. Let's focus on, on data. Okay, so I'm totally going to cheat here because I have two. Um, and they were actually on our panel last year, and they're, they're absolutely amazing. Um, Julie Evans, well, sorry, excuse me. Dr. Julie Evans now um, from Project Tomorrow does this amazing work around um, doing surveys of schools and parents and leaders around the uses of, of tech. So it's not just kind of a, a frequency of usage. It really, there, there's really just some fascinating data that she produces. And so follow Project Tomorrow and connect with um, with Julie Evans, Dr. Julie Evans, she's, she's spectacular. And then another one that I would recommend very heavily is uh, Dr. Damian Bevel. And he runs this thing called the International Research Collaborative. And it's a, a series of about 30 top schools around the world that are doing pretty amazing things with ed tech. And he's doing a deep dive on data, looking at their, a number of things. So frequency of usage in the classroom and, and just uh, interesting things that they're doing. It's just a real broad scope and he can, he paints a picture visually and with the data about, you know, where are the leverage points of technology and education within these high-performing schools with this just fascinating. So, so Damian Bebel and Julie Evans. All right. Great recommendations. Thank you. All right. Second, second question. So what online site or resource or person do you professionally learn from on a regular basis? Is there anything that you like to visit regularly or do you use hashtags or something in particular that our guests, our listeners could uh, learn more about? You know, I, I do a number of things and I find that the online um, collaboration through Twitter is incredibly powerful. I, I use a few of them, EdTech, um, e-learning, mobile ed. Those are great. Um, one element that I find to be just, it's a nice kind of, it's a nice way to put everything together in a nice, easily consumed way is the smart brief on EdTech because it'll take from a number of resources. And then mm -hmm. if you go into one of the articles that they have, you can go down the rabbit hole and find all these other <laughs> ones. So they'll, they'll connect to like EdSurge and THE Journal and, and eSchool News. And then a number of things that I'll turn around and share out onto Twitter with those hashtags, and then it'll get a lot of engagements um, in both directions. So kind of the combination of Twitter with appropriate hashtags and, and the smart brief um, for EdTech. All right, excellent. Thank you for sharing. All right, so our final question. 
We talked a lot about the blueprint. Is there anything else that's next in your world that you want to share with our listeners or any future things for the blueprint that maybe you haven't said already? You know, we were, I was having a discussion the other day with some other colleagues around another project and, um, we're working on kind of a, a broader definition of digital citizenship, which kind of takes what the blueprints does and looks towards the, the end point of what's happening with the students. And we, we created this um, digital citizenship program at a school I used to work with and actually won a couple of awards because we managed to integrate it into every single grade level and subject area and class across the school. Hmm. Um, so now what we're trying to do is create some materials online to allow teachers to kind of self-certify and then go further on their own. Um, and then I've been working with a few schools in this region around developing similar programs for them. And so kind of the big thing for me right now in this space is a, a broader view of digital citizenship from an academic programmatic level, rather than it being kind of an add-on of, well, we, we know we should get to it when we have a chance, mm -hmm. but really integrating it into all learning. Um, and it can, it can be done. It, it really, it's, it's a central part of what we should be teaching the kids. And I've, I've seen it in action. So that, I find that to be very exciting. Sounds like another, another pain point and a mm -hmm. good, good uh, project to be addressing. Mm -hmm. So thanks so much for joining us, Matt. We appreciate your time. Um, it's certainly, we know it's late night for you over there. So we, we really do appreciate it. And for our listeners to learn more about Matt's work, you can check out uh, Matt on Twitter, International Ed Tech, his blog and website. We'll also link to some of the experts Matt mentioned, uh, Dr. Julie Evans and Dr. Uh, Damien Babel, and maybe some uh, Twitter hashtags too. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. So this episode's question, how has this overview of the blueprint for technology and education prompted you to think about the strengths and needs of your ed tech program? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today during the episode, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season five, episode six. That's all for this episode. We'll be back soon with more conversations featuring other innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Bye-bye. Thank you. to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.